Hello and welcome to episode 22 of The Long Christmas. I'm Eva, as always, and... Hmm, what do I have to say today? <laughs> this is um, The Long Christmas, a nightmare seasonal podcast where I spend the run-up to a holiday watching a film over and over and over again. Um, this season, I've been watching um, the Christmas Prince trilogy. Um, in this, in these last few days of uh, until Christmas Day, I've, I'm watching um, the Royal Baby. And um, if you haven't listened to my other one, I um, back in October I watched uh, Adam Sandler's Who Be Halloween twenty five times. So if you think me watching a film eight times in a row is bad, then Imagine 25 times. Because I don't, I do not think these films yield 25 years. Sorry. I don't think these films would yield 25 days of content. Although I don't, I don't know if I thought Kubi Halloween would. And we managed to get out, get that much content out of it somehow. So, we ended last episode talking about the woman yelling at the end. So let's talk about the fact that she's also yelling at the start of the film. Uh, as Amber and Richard, who I've I've got to the point where I'm abbreviating them in my notes because I can't be bothered to write their names, but um, Amber and Richard, um, they're speaking to the press to answer questions about the boy boo. Um, and one other thing about the scene that I haven't written down, I like Richard is like anyone have any questions about how I'm running the kingdom? Basically, I'm paraphrasing slightly, but he basically does, which feels weird because it's clearly a press conference about the baby and the specific like royal um, reporters, the reporters who have been sent will be the ones who cover like that for like lifestyle magazines and stuff, not the ones who talk about serious politics, I assume, unless you're Teen Vogue and then you can do both. American Teen Vogue rules, like they are... They they do better journalism than any publication in the UK does. Ooh, burn. Ooh. But anyway, um, that woman we hear yelling at the end. Um, that extra must have been used in that scene as well, because we hear her yelling uh, stuff. I didn't write down what stuff exactly. But we hear her... <laughs> we hear her yelling stuff. Sorry, that's auditory nightmare that this podcast is if i have to go through the nightmare of watching the film 24 times then there are no people who listen to this podcast or maybe you are people if you're listening then i'm proud of you i'm glad you're here thank you for coming um but yeah she's yelling um this is also the so in the previous films particularly one i talked about um the how obviously united airlines um product placement was and this film has like egregious amounts of product placement from apple like there are films like um sonic the hedgehog and like uh, transformers uh age of extinction which are notorious for ridiculous levels of product placement and this isn't that bad this doesn't have or like this doesn't do a power rangers where the final fight takes place in a crispy cream or um Sonic, where the heroes are given a pasta, not Olive Garden, that's its name, I need to call it Pasta Garden, a gift card for Olive Garden. They aren't even given unlimited pasta pass. 
I, I, it's disgusting how much I know about American restaurants just from Munch Squad. Um, yeah, that's not relevant because the only food that, like, the only non-prepared food we see them eating in this film is um, the donuts that Amber has ordered from a shop from somewhere. Um, the the like when she's eating donuts out in the morning and uh, Richard comes joins her. And stuffs stuffs his face as well. Um, they, yeah, those are like the only bought food, other than maybe stuff at the Christmas market. I don't know why I'm talking about this particular point. It doesn't matter. But anyway, Apple really, really get their product placement, like the their product placements worth in this film. Um, so. Uh, Amber and Richard are are constantly FaceTiming Rudy at the airport or at the diner on their iPad. Um, Lynn has a iPhone that she gets called on. Every single character who's got a phone in this film is using an iPhone. Um, And that's one way you can actually really easily distinguish the villains and the um, other people who don't use iPhones. Because if I'm not wrong... Apple have a stipulation in their uh, like clauses for product placement that villains cannot be seen using Apple products. This might just be a rumor that I heard somewhere. Um, I'm just going to Google this very quickly because I'm pretty sure it's true. Apple product placement. Apple's product placement strategy. Apple product placement. They're everywhere. This this was last updated. 2nd of September 2020. They're going to have some good. It doesn't tell me. Like. Yeah. Oh yeah here we are. Uh, Apple makes sure. Um, so Apple has a stipulation in, in um, product placement contracts that um, that villains um, cannot use Apple products, which I guess makes sense. You don't want your products like associated with the villains. Jesus. In 2010, Apple products were featured in 30% of the US um, box office, US box office number ones. They're in like all sorts of massive shows, and they're in Batman and Robin. You've got mail, obviously. Everything. Star Trek Four. When's this PC magazine from? Toy Story Three. That they use an iMac. Tron Legacy. That's an old Mac. I imagine using like an old Mac. Oh yeah, Twilight. It's also really fun. Uh, sometimes like the product placement because um, they will, they will, in a series they will get product placement like permission at some points in the series. So I'm pretty sure that in some of the Twilight films you can see the Apple logo, but in other ones it's covered up because obviously they didn't get permission or something to use it or didn't want to or Apple didn't pay them for product placement. It is interesting. 
Austin Powers even uses a MacBook. Everyone uses a MacBook. Every, every single... I don't think a listicle about the 30 things where people use Apple products is particularly exciting. But yes, it is... Like, Apple, Apple are very good at product placement, more so than any other company... Because often when it's um, when it's someone else, um, it really comes across as forced. Uh, so in Sony films, um, people will only use Sony like uh, only only use Playstations and Sony like phones and headphones and like it's everywhere. It's it's quite interesting actually if you watch um, what's the Miles Morales film called? Uh, Enter the Spider Verse. That film has a wee for it's it's animated, but it still has a bunch of Sony product placement. Uh, like every single Spider-Man film does have a decent amount of like Sony product placement, just because they are Sony films, so Sony can do that. Mm. I'm glad they like product placement is a really interesting thing, and it's kind of a a shame that it's not like I don't mind it being like a thing that people do. It's it's a shame it's not more regulated because a lot of other forms of advertisement. Uh, have to like be pretty clear in saying like this is an advert is i know this isn't the case in america but in the uk if you're gonna like adverts have to be clearly delineated from um programming and um if you are if you have product placement in your um in your um in your tv show you have to make it very very clear this show is sponsored by this, or this show contains paid promotion, and um, so it's it's interesting watching. Uh, we watch a lot of Jeopardy um, whilst we're eating dinner at the moment because I've just put a bunch more on Netflix, um, and it's really interesting how just sometimes it'll be like, "Oh, this category is audiobooks from Audible," and it will just be like, "Or oh, here's this um, this actor from." from up the upcoming new comedy young sheldon to give you these physics questions so it's always product placement is i I find it interesting just because it is such a different culture in america and obviously it's hard to regulate films because you can't exactly i don't know if it's particularly worth the amount of money like the bfi or the bbfc would have to spend like scrubbing out all the logos and like can you imagine what it would have been like if you went you went to see Sonic the Hedgehog and just how would they even do that? How would they change it so that the it didn't have a lot of past uh, Olive Garden? Why do I keep calling it Pasta Garden? It's Olive Garden, Olive Garden, and uh, wherever else um, product placement. Yeah, that's product placement. Uh, there's so much. If you look out for it, there is constant Apple product placement. Uh, what else was I? What else was I right? Finally, so we um when I was reading facts to try and work out who the portrait of the king is, um I was uh we 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 looked at the IMDb like goof section. It talked about the fact that in uh Christmas Prince two, they have like a string quartet playing, but the music that is being played has piano in it. Um and this film finally, like. The the weird little quartet thing they've got um actually makes sense 
in like context of what music is being played at the welcome party, it's like for once not completely random and different. Um, do we want to talk about security today? I've already gone on for quite long, and I think security chat could take a while. Um, I think I've finally decided. Um, the the languages in this film. I've talked a lot about, oh, and why is Aldovia posh British and nothing else? And why do all these people in Eastern Europe speak English and nothing else? Well, the conclusion I think I've come to is that these films are not an accurate representation of the linguistic situation in the Christian Cinematic Universe. Um, it's, it's just, this is also just, like, obvious. They are not going to make a feel-good Christmas rom-com mystery thing where it's for for a majority american audience where half the characters are speaking in mandarin or or romanian or whatever like that would not make sense for the target audience they're making it for i i would find it fun but then i find all sorts of stuff that is inherently not marketable fun So yeah, like the conclusion that I've come to is that um, what's the word? Um, is that what am I? What, I need to stop looking at Facebook whilst I'm doing this. Um, the conclusion that I've come to is that um, this is essentially this isn't an accurate representation. They are speaking English for ease of of uh, spectators. Of, for ease of the and the reason why I can, I think I'm fairly secure in that conclusion is the fact that we see Ming talking to her children on the phone in English, and from her accent, we can deduce that English isn't her first language, and also from the fact that um, Lin and King Tai also have accents, um, so we can deduce that Penglia's first language is not English, it's probably Mandarin or a dialect of Chinese, um, or maybe even something else, or just Penglian, maybe. Um, but but they are speaking English all the time just for our ease of... Like, they wouldn't speak to their children in English. Like, I know sometimes royals would want to speak a language different from the vernacular because it's fashionable, like, uh, royals tended to speak Latin and French and all of that, um, but I don't think, honestly, they would only speak English, or, like, speak English primarily. Um, the one other thing I think I'll mention, which kind of ties into the Apple product placement stuff, is I really enjoy the fact that, despite definitely being able to afford it, Amber and Richard, when they're talking on the iPad on FaceTime to Rudy, they have the iPad, like, lent on a, on a stack of books. Like, it's not particularly expensive to buy, like, a decent iPad stand. You can get, like, a really nice bamboo one from Ikea for, like, 10, for, like, 10 quid. But no, they're using a pile of books, and I really appreciate that, like, tiny detail. Maybe it's just that they couldn't be bothered, the set of people couldn't be bothered to buy an iPad stand. Who knows? 
Anyway, this has been episode uh, 22 of The Long Christmas. I'm Manifa. If you've enjoyed this, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Um, all, all of this will be linked in the description. You can read my blog. Hopefully, I'll have a blog post coming out in the next few days. Hopefully, I have a few blog posts coming out in the next few days. I'm kind of sorry for the awful upload schedule. I'm just not... I, I don't know. I'm not busy at the moment. I just don't have any motivation to do anything. And with this taking up like two hours of my, my day every day, it's hard to find time to do other stuff. Um, yeah, if you, so my blog, uh, personally, I'll panda, my, um, uh, Twitter and Instagram in the description, my Patreon, if you really want to support me, is also in the description, um, if you just want to support me in a way that's easier, that doesn't require you to spend money, you can share the podcast on however you want, um, or, and interact with it in whatever other ways you can, if you can rate it, if you can comment whatever that would be really really appreciated um so yeah this is oh and you can email me uh the long halloween pod at gmail.com if you've got any sort of comments or anything about anything i'm doing here it can be hubie hello hubie related it can be christmas trips related it can be even ideas for future series whatever you fancy uh anyway this has been episode 22 i am Eva, and i'll see you tomorrow for our penultimate episode Bye-bye.